Hi, I'm Guy Hawkridge. I'm the infrastructure lead at uh, DTP Group. And I'm Javad Malik. I'm the lead security awareness advocate at No Before. So I just wanted to um, go a few, a couple of questions. As security is sort of something new to me, um, one of those positions that I've sort of just fallen into um, through my role, and just a couple of observations I've made with sort of getting into this sort of um, side of things is one of the main ones that seems to stick out for me is around the education and awareness around using security. I get the impression that a lot of people don't see the benefit of it or they have that attitude of, oh, it'll never happen to me. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is like an ongoing thing from, um, you know, I, I've been in the industry for about 23 years now, and this has been an ongoing thing. and. You know, a lot of it is is a bit like, well, I, I don't know if you remember in the 80s growing up that, you know, the seatbelts weren't mandatory and then it became law and there was still a lot of reluctance. Yeah. Like people were like, you know, we, we over, always overestimate our skills. Well, I've never been in an accident. I'm not going to be in an accident. Why should I wear a seatbelt? It's all all the other people out there that need seatbelts. And, and, and I think it's the same at a broad scale that's the same sort of mentality people are always overconfident in in their abilities which uh which is uh you know it you know as we see nowadays uh you know more and more attackers are going straight after the human because the technologies actually have gotten to a really good level now compared to like 15 20 years ago where you could like yeah you know penetrate a website quite easily now it's not so trivial so you know getting someone to do something that's not in their best interest is is really what the criminals really really go for so um so i think like you know that's why education and awareness is is such a hot topic at the moment yeah definitely i, I do i think it is a lot of that isn't it that the that sort of attitude it won't happen to me like you said i don't remember it myself but i've heard about it with the seat belts it's you know oh i don't need that i'm perfectly fine it's everybody else but as you say, the, the humans becoming more and more the target because it's so easy to get to get through them. And, you know, you see the, the social engineering attacks and that are getting more and more um, advanced as we as we go on. Uh, it is sort of an area that I've sort of noticed myself that there seems to be um, a lot more could be done around it. I think, I think we're sort of getting to the end of the days of just being bored to death with PowerPoint with the training, aren't we? It's, it's not it's not taking the effect that it needs so you need to get it to be more in line with what that person sees day to day rather than just being sat there watching a screen for 10 minutes being told what to do what not to do and then that's it you've completed your training I just I don't think nowadays with how advanced things are getting that's enough anymore no you're you're absolutely right I completely agree um I think the two things that are really, really important when it comes to any sort of awareness or behavior changes. First is like, you want to make it relevant to that person. So um, uh, recycling bins are a really good example of this. Uh, nowadays, um, again, I'm dating myself now, like before in the office, there was only one general waste bin. There wasn't this concept of recycling really in, in offices or at society as large. But nowadays it's, it's, it's about four or five bins in every office. And you go there and then they, they have like the signs on it to say like, okay, your paper goes in this one and your glass goes in this color bin and, and, and what have you. And if you look at it, it's training because it's, it's different colored bins and they tell you which to put what in, but, but it's relevant to you because they only teach you that when you're going to throw it in there. 
there's no point if you've got nothing to throw away and someone's teaching you like all oh, the importance of recycling which again the information isn't wrong it's just not relevant to you at that time and it's not timely so um and this is where historic awareness and training has gone wrong where they've just you know given you here here are some risks like when you travel you know use a vpn for example and um someone's sitting there thinking well i never travel for work what why is this relevant to me why is it important yeah yeah definitely um i know it's um a friend of mine they work in the financial sector and they're forever sort of complaining at me or we're having to do this training and we've been told about these rules and what not to do and they can't see the benefit because it's not done in a way that it's aimed at them they can't sort of fit it into how or see how it fit into their day so it's i then have to sort of go through it with them or you know think of it like this what do you do in your day but it is it's i think we need to sort of change that mindset of how the training and awareness is done. Um, that still seems to be sort of lagging behind, like the technical controls and everything. They seem to be, you know, full steam ahead, but the, the sort of the security, the awareness around it, that still seems to be stuck in, you know, the olden days of just here's a PowerPoint, away you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And And not all training needs to be a presentation or like 10 bullet points you need to remember even if you build in little nudges into your software to say hey remember so when you're actually setting a password if there's a little prompt on the screen at that point saying hey remember not to reuse uh, a password that you used elsewhere because it's dangerous sometimes that's all the training you need to give because it's timely it's relevant to them at that point and it 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 does the job rather than saying you know getting people really confused and and I think one of the problems is that as an industry, like security professionals, we love to almost show show off how much we know. So rather than saying what what the objective is that we want them to do, we 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 sort of like go into all this theory of like, well, if the password's this long, it'll take a supercomputer this many years to crack. And if it's like this, then it's like that. And it you know, it, it just defeats the object because people are like, okay, well, that's cool. You're you're very clever and I'm very stupid. Um, you know, and you know what what you want people walking away with any interaction with you is saying like okay that's helpful i understand how this applies to me and what i need to do as opposed to oh you're so clever yeah that's it you you, you it's sort of i think it's an it thing in general as well is that there's this concept that are oh, i'm in it i know how this works you know everybody else isn't on my level and it's it's almost you're painting yourself out to be the bad guy whereas that's not what you want. You want to engage with the users. You want them, to, you know, to feel feel the benefits from this and not to be made to felt, you know, stupid or made to be belittled. And yeah, you can see it with um, a lot of things. It's it's always something that I've tried to to sort of when I've when my sort of role throughout the years in IT is one of that sort of just to connect to the user and not to make them feel isolated. But um, I think it's it's just all that. I think it's just that thing within IT that they're just it's trying to make themselves sound or make certain things sound better than they actually are just to sort of come across as impressive where a lot of the time you don't need that you know just explaining it simply and basically will be more than enough yep yep absolutely and I think this is where we see that you know a lot of companies they struggle internally in their culture where there's an us versus them 
sort of mentality yeah. like should should it not just create systems that you know are inherently secure uh you know or uh, it's blaming users for for not knowing that oh how could you afford them for that and we we need to like think of this like everyone's got the same objective here we want our organizations to be secure we don't want us to be hit with some sort of malware or ransomware or to lose money and it's about letting people understand that look we're, we're in this together we're working together uh, it, it's a bit like a car you can have a car which has got like all the side impact protection bars airbags abs and what have you but the car manufacturer can only make the car so secure at the end of the day it's a person that is going to be driving that car and we want them to be you know responsible with it and and this is kind of like how how we how we you know i personally look at this the, the awareness space and how it interacts with it like the it can make it so secure to a point but at the end of the day there's a person that has to make that decision that informed choice and and that's what we want to try and get to to say like you know if you work together then you can have a really really good outcome oh yeah definitely i think <clears throat> there's more sort of room for that um working together it's it's definitely I do still see a divide between sort of, you know, IT security and the end users. It's still that sort of us v them attitude that I do think does need to be closed. Um, just it, it, because it's it's now starting to affect um, sort of all parts of life. It's not just, you know, in your workplaces now, companies that people are using their apps, like the, the Uber hack that happened, um, I believe it was last year, it's now starting to affect people in their day-to-day lives with the apps that they integrate with systems they use. It's not just a case of, oh, you need to protect the company. It's now, you know, you, it's getting to a point with that interconnected that you're protecting your own data. It's not, so it's it's things that you need to take on board, not just for your work life, but in your personal life as well. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think there, there's very little divide left, like, like you say, between like the work data and your personal data. And we are so dependent on it that any um any disruption or any loss of data or anything really impacts people uh, quite badly now yeah yeah definitely it is it's it's you see more and more sort of companies services that people use day to day lives in the news for um breaches hacks and that it's it's becoming i think it's something that you know it's going to need to be sort of ingrained into society as the more interconnected we become no, definitely, definitely, and 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 I think like just just like circling back slightly to uh, the us versus them kind of thing, and I think w- one of the the big factors there is is basically um, how we measure security awareness and training, and what KPIs we're using around it, because if you're if you're yeah. measuring, oh, all you people have failed this many simulated phishing emails or you know you you clicked on these links then again you're putting up a very adversarial type of framework there you're like people are like oh this is it they're trying to catch us out or they're trying to make us look bad and and that doesn't help i I think what what is far more helpful is if you start tracking well how many people are actually reporting stuff to us i think that's a far far more valuable metric because then you're like okay this is an engaged workforce who trust us 
and they want us to and they know the process that look i get a dodgy email or text message or a phone call or there's a stranger in the office or whatever that might be and this is how i report it and this is how uh, and, and i have faith in my security team to to investigate it and then let me know whether that was uh, good or bad and i think if if we switch around kpis to look at like what the positive behaviors are that we want then that is uh, that again builds up a lot of trust and 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 goodwill yeah definitely um no is that something that sort of never sat right with me as well the um sort of the trading and how it seems to be measured um like everything these days seems to have kpis assigned to them but it's never sat right with me that it's been used as something to punish the end users um you know it's just going to widen that gap of you know the the IT tech teams and the end users and it's it's eventually you're going to put your users off to the point where they think well either I'm going to report anything and everything I get or they're not going to report anything but like you say you you want them to be more open you want that relationship to be more open to them to ask questions to raise things with you. you don't want them to be scared of coming to you because oh if I mention this then is this going to mean I'm going to fail the training or and things like that it's you know it's it's building that relationship between the two areas and getting you know people to start talking again and um sort of asking the questions that they should be asking yeah yeah and 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 uh, you know I, i'm just reminded that there's this uh, survey done by a international hotel chain and they 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 done like customer satisfaction surveys They're like you stayed in a hotel one to five how was the cleanliness of the room the food the swimming pool you know all those features and they found a direct correlation between the check-in experience and the rest of the scores so people that had a pleasant check-in experience so they were quickly seen to smiling you know no issues maybe even a, a free upgrade or something whatever uh, they would score everything else higher compared to people that reported a a poor check-in experience maybe there was an issue with the name or, or what have you, or they had to wait a long time. And uh, it, uh, the, 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 the conclusion of that study was that, you know, your first interaction with a brand or a team has such a profound impact on how you will perceive them to be later on. And, and that's something I, I, I talk to security teams a lot about. I say like, you know, what is the first time someone has an interaction with the security team? And what is that and how does that make them feel? Uh, so if it's like during their induction week and you give them a massive fat policy and say, read all of this, you'll be tested on this or, you know, you, you bore them to death with with a PowerPoint, then, you know, that is kind of like the 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 relationship uh, set for 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 the foreseeable future. And you have to do a lot to sort of like make it up or, or make it better. So so I think like every time you you, you have an interaction with someone uh especially the first ones uh try to make it a positive one because that's how you build allies within uh the organization oh yeah definitely that's it and if you if you get off on that sort of on that the first impression if you get off on the wrong foot it's it's going to be harder to undo all that work than it is if you 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 go in on the first impression a lot lighter and build them up if you like you say if you go in with the the big policies and say read all that you're going to be tested on it it puts them on um, on edge already. Mm-hmm. I think there's definitely it can be a lot sort of a better better ways of doing it and sort of managing that first impression because you want to see um, the security teams 
is there to help you to help you do your job rather than how they're traditionally seen as being oh they're blocking from me, me from doing my job they're, they're stopping me doing this and that you want to sort of get rid of that and show you that they're there to to help and to make sure that you are secure and that you're keeping the the company secure as well yep indeed indeed and uh and i think as well um because nowadays how business is done and conducted however you know it's via email um you've got your chat systems and that you know there's links are inevitably going to be involved so it's these people's jobs to click on links so you want them to be feel free and secure in doing the job that if they do make a mistake there's the systems behind them that'll take control of that but they they not then spending the days worrying, or oh, if I click on this link, you know, is it going to lead to me getting fired or pay deduction or anything like that? You want them to feel confident to just get on and go about the day rather than this having it looming over them that, or, oh, you know, if you click on a link, that's it. It's, you know, game over. No, no, exactly. Exactly. And I think this, this is about um, system architects and security people understanding or what people's actual job is. There was a there's a friend of mine. He 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 told me about a CIO who worked for a large drinks company, and he he said to the CIO, "Well, you know, so you're a CIO. What's your job?" And he and he simply said, "My job is to help the company sell more beer." Uh, he goes, "That is my job." He goes, "Everything else is secondary." He goes, "Laptops and desktops and servers and all all that kind of stuff." He goes, "That is there to support that end objective," and I think that's something a lot of people lose sight of often. It's like you know, our objective isn't here to make people security experts. Our our, our, our goal isn't here to make every link uh, 100% safe. It's to reduce the risk and to let people do their job, which is whatever your whatever product or, or service your company is selling or, or whatever industry you're in. It's to make that happen. Yeah, definitely that's it. It's not, um, it's enabling the users to be able to, you know, complete the mission for the company and that is at the end of the day to sell their product um and i, I just think sort of being using it as um sort of the carrot and the stick scenario but being too much of the stick it's going to put people off and you know you, and eventually the company is going to fail on its objectives and you know you're not going to be selling that product because people are just too scared to do the jobs yeah absolutely absolutely and it sort of Brings me on to another point as well that um, I've noticed um, as I've sort of moved more into this area that and you see in the news stories when you hear of companies getting breached or hacked, um, how it sort of they try to to pin the blame sort of again with sort of through the, the, the various training methods and that and then try and pin the blame on the end users, um, which I feel as well that's sort of going in the wrong direction if you know is it it's i think especially these multi-million pound companies that have got all the money in the world to put the very security controls behind them it's then unfair to then pinpoint everything or pin everything on sort of joe blogs that's um you know not computer literate and they mistakenly click on a link it's i feel that the teams aren't the it teams and sec teams aren't implementing the controls correctly but using the end users as a scapegoat when it should be the, the security teams that, you know, f- at fault for not implementing these controls. 
Yeah, yeah, I think I think absolutely. I think there's there's no getting away from from that. And and you know, it it's so easy when something goes wrong to try and find a scapegoat, whether it be a person that clicked on the link or or the admin who who didn't patch the the the, the server as um the the Equifax CEO famously tried to to pin it yeah. on 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 one employee. Um you know, the everything is a is a risk decision at the end of the day. In hindsight, it's really easy to say, oh, if we'd done this, this wouldn't have happened. If we'd done that, that wouldn't have happened. But, you know, security is all about trying to just make it, uh, uh, you know, as acceptable uh, to bring the losses within an acceptable rate. And I think we, we live in this day and age where, you know, everyone is kind of accepting of the fact that security breaches are going to occur. The, the the thing is like what did you do or was it an informed decision where you put your controls um and then you know did did it happen and then you know how do you respond to that and i think it's that the response to a breach is far more telling about an organization than the actual breach itself in in this day and age yeah yeah definitely it's i think it's now like you see it's sort of starting to shift in it it's more about the response to it and how how they handle it than um sort of in the early days of it it was always about the breach itself but as you can see now that sort of the new stories that are coming out it's they're all talking about how they handle it and i like, said so there's always big cases where you can sort of pin it on certain people you know who's done what who hasn't done what but it's just i think it's it's one of those it's i think it's just that um from this sort of blame culture that seems to be about that you know you've got to have fingers to point to but sometimes the things will happen that no matter what you've done no matter what you've got in place you know it something will happen I, I always sort of equate it to the the home security systems you could have the best alarm system cctv in your house but if that sort of burglar wants to get in they will get in no matter what you've got you know the controls you've got in place I think it's just that whole sort of mindset of getting away from that blame culture and, you know, learning from these mistakes and how you respond to it. I feel sort of now the, the sort of the bigger issue. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. I think, I think, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's just exactly that. And, uh, and, and one of the reasons I think is, um, or, or one of the contributing factors to a lot of this is, a lot of people in in security or especially come from a tech background or they you know have have a a pathway through tech so whenever we see a problem or a a risk or a challenge the natural reaction is to reframe it as a tech problem and try to solve it as a tech problem um we and we and this isn't just unique to 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 our industry you, you can take any issue, you can take a challenge and take it to an engineer or an architect and they will reframe it as an architectural problem. You take the same problem to a mathematician and they'll reframe it as a mathematical mathematical problem and they'll give you a, a response based on that. Uh, so so <clears throat> I think we need to kind of like step away from that and also acknowledge that not every control requires technology. Um, you know, it, it's like creating more tech companies or buying another box with flat, flat, fancy lights on it or another dashboard. Uh, it isn't always the answer. What what we need to look at is what is missing. And sometimes a, a lot of times it's just a, a process change. 
So, so when we see like um, one of the biggest financial losses to a lot of companies is um, a BEC type fraud, a business email compromise or, or that kind of thing where someone sends them an email claiming to be their partner, uh, you know, one of their suppliers maybe, and saying our bank account details have changed, make future payments to this bank account. And someone updates it and next month, you know, you've got like 5 million going off to some someone and you're never seeing that money again. And, you know, there, there'll be lots of people saying like, well, the technology, this could, could change it or this could change it, or maybe we need more training for the users. And all of these are valid options. But sometimes what you need to do is say, well, maybe we just need to change the process of the person receiving the email isn't the one that can update it or they can't update it until they've verified it through another process. And sometimes it's just a really simple, just a process change that can get rid of like tons and tons of your, your, your risks and issues out there. So I think we, we just need to stop trying to fall into that, that natural habit of reframing everything as a tech problem and trying to come up with a tech solution. Cause I think that is something that also adds complexity that we don't need to, to security. Yeah, definitely. I think it's something that we lose sort of sight on. Um, I've seen it in my many roles um, in IT. Um, I think we, you know, it's like it's that old thing. We're technicians, so we'll try and solve a problem with technology or reframe it in a technical way. When, like you say, all you need is just a good policy in place. Um, and I've seen it sort of all the time. It's you know the latest and greatest product comes out. It's the best thing since sliced bread when in actual fact you only need 10% of what that product's doing and a lot of that could just come from um, reworking how you do things or um, policy change. Uh, I, I, I think as well it's a bit of that we're already in technology um, and it's, it's it's exciting to get a new toy and something to play with and something with flashy lights. So I think there's a lot of it from we get from that as well that we'll say, oh, let, oh this is great, a new product, let's get this, when we know deep down it's probably overkill for the issue we're trying to solve. Um, so I think we sort of need to get away from that technology mindset of everything and start, you know, start thinking a bit more openly and looking at the processes rather than just saying, right, we've got this issue. We'll buy X kit to solve it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think I know at the end of the day, these companies, they've got to sell the products, you know, so they need the marketing teams. But I think as well, it's I think a lot of that could be scaled back because it it sort of reminds me of the um, when Rockstar got breached, um, mm-hmm. I believe, last year. And you had every security or nearly every security coming out saying, oh, this product to the salt stop this hack dead in its tracks. But when the reports came out, it turned out it was a social engineering hack um, that 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 got through to with now um you can't really get a product that will defend against that again that comes from your policies and your training so it's not a technical um fix for that issue but it just sort of it always makes me laugh um how you see it all things like that and oh this product will solve this but you know i'm getting the end of the need to sell the products but i think we could just scale that back a bit and stop overcomplicating things yeah yeah this this is this is it and you know there are lots of really good products out there and you know a lot of them do the job but again a lot of it comes down to is it relevant to uh, our company and our needs and one of the one, one tip that i i i tell every company i say okay 
go through the last two years or whatever years worth of incident logs you have. And, uh, you know, because every company has all incidents and uh, see what's the root cause of those incidents occurring. And you will see three or four or five common trends that manifest themselves time and time again. Um, use that as your roadmap for what you want to invest in in the future. So if you if you see that, oh, we're constantly having incidents because of APIs and they're not secure, then go out and invest in API security. You know, that that's where you need to focus on. Um, if, if your issue is social engineering, then go invest in your people. Um, it, I, I think it's as simple as that, because otherwise, you, you know, it's not to say that certain attacks don't happen, but if they're not relevant to your organization, you're just wasting time, uh, your own time listening to these marketing pitches because they're, they're not relevant to you, at least not today. Yeah, no, definitely. I completely agree with that. I think it's as well a lot. Of, I think that's the thing that people find hard is to, to sort of look back retrospectively and see you know what are the issues we're facing it's you see these sort of flashy pictures and all these great um new bits of kit and sort of people seem to forget about what's actually um what's actually causing us issues and just go with you know it's sort of the magpie syndrome or something shiny i think that's sort of the hard part and i think a lot of people need to we sort of could be better with that and looking back what you know what are his issues and deep diving into those issues rather than trying to fix a problem that's not there already no absolutely yeah cool well thank you so much guy really yeah. enjoyed this chat yeah thank you it's um good to speak to somebody about sort of the issues that i'm seeing and just um as as new to this sort of arena so it's it's good to see speak to somebody as well that's got insight on it and i know at least i'm thinking in the right direction cool well, thank you so much. And uh, hopefully thank we'll you. speak again soon. Yep. Catch you later.